0: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Welcome Daddy. Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's Jazz, the 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Kat Daddy,
1: and I'm talking over everybody.
0: You know what? You know, after a few shots in, I feel like that just starts to happen. You
1: know, I'm just here living a
0: life, and I'll just whoop my
1: ass. So, and I know you know this plight. We're all here together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but we are here to talk to you guys about... The doop doo the <laughs> doo The, <laughs> the A guy in a top hat. Yes, which I thought that Kathleen would love because she loves top hats. Um but we watched it together for the first time last night. I it wasn't my first time, it was cat's first time. Yes. Um, I think she likes Top Hats more than this movie. But it's Jazz, the 40-ounce connoisseur, and I think it's we did, Daddy. I did. I think we? we did. I don't know. <laughs> but we now, just did it again. It's a long way. So now you know. <laughs> Ta-da! Um, listen, we have a DTS review, and The Babadook came out in 2014. It is not streaming anywhere right now for free. We had to pay for it, and I was a little upset because... Every time I don't want to watch a movie, it's just be out here. But as soon as I'm like, ooh, let's cover this. Yeah. We pull up and it's like, oh, you got to pay. Now, was it only $3.99? Yeah. But still, it was literally streaming, I feel like, two months ago. Am I making that? I'm not making that up. It was streaming somewhere, but it's not right now. So if you are watching this at the time this comes out, um, Yeah, you're not going to be able to, (laughs) you're not going to be able to watch it unless you pay for it or unless you own it already. But a lot of people have seen The Babadook. Okay, well, maybe some people have seen The Babadook, not everybody, but I didn't see it in theaters Um, and I know you didn't because you just watched it.
1: Yeah, I definitely did not. Um, I remember when it came out in theaters and I remember me feeling like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about this. And then after seeing it for the first time, yes, yes, yes. The first time I was just like, oh, okay, well, uh, past me was not wrong. I made a good choice. Um... It wasn't a terrible movie, but if you want to go check it out on your own, it's on AMC Plus. So if you have that streaming service, you could check it out at the time I was recording this. Um, it's on YouTube, it's on Prime, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. So this place unfortunately you have to pay money to watch it as opposed to I think at one point it was streaming on Netflix. I know I'm not making that shit up. Um, It was.
0: It was. I'm not making that up. But again, I don't remember how long ago that was because I wasn't checking for it to watch it. I feel like I saw it twice before I watched it last night. So I've definitely seen it a few times. Um, And my first thoughts is, wow, that kid's fucking annoying.
1: I I have so many thoughts. I've got uh the kid, he definitely he has some, he has some extra things that he needs. Um, I can understand why the mama wants to throw him out the window. Um, I I'm just feeling for everybody in this movie because I could tell immediately the first thing I said to Jazz is like, this is a double Aunt Andre film. And she's like, yes. And I know someone's like, double Aunt Andre. Yes, I know the word is double entendre, but I'm gonna say a double aunt Andre because shout out to Twitter and um words
0: yeah double on andre is funnier and i'm just gonna i'm not saying Andre ever it's a double on andre um for grief um and how we deal with it and as a bitch that is still going through grief or goes has gone through quite a few you know major deals uh of grief you know that bitch does not go away uh you know you just gotta figure out how to deal with that shit and i do feel like this movie does kind of a decent job of at least showing some of that um with visuals and the sound design. The sound design was real. Mm, the Babadook is full of roaches and I don't like that. I, mm,
1: mm, it was a lot of skilling sounds. There was a lot of, uh, see, I don't even know why I started to do that. I you, Y'all you can't see Jazz's face, but I can. And I knew I crossed the line because I normally don't make no fucking sounds like that. But it had a lot of those sounds, them grudge sounds, just, you know, roaches, some skilling across the floor, them kind of sound, cicada sounds, you know, all kinds of triggering things that make your kneecaps wiggle.
0: I wasn't a fan of that at all. It was really disgusting. Like... Who, whose idea was that To make him Roaches And then you got A neighbor named Miss Roach You know Shout out to her She was a nice lady But also If my last name was Roach I'm changing my last name I'm sorry I just don't At least Beetle Something bitch Not Roach Roach is real real, real stinky But before we get into that Let's do a quick little overview First of all Of course 2014 You got to bring it on VOD Directed by Jennifer Kent um, She's out here Shout out to the women directors And the femme directors We out here Making pretty good movies And as like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes I had never looked at the score I don't know if I feel like it's a 98 but I do feel like it's between a 7 and like an 8 I do feel like that um not for watchability purposes because do I want to keep watching this movie no it's fucking dreadful but it's meant to be like dread and grief and just a lot of heavy depression emotions going on but also you know we could have had less scenes with that child screaming (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think for me, because I've worked in childcare, I work in childcare or the school system and um, as do you. So this child having this tantrum, I feel like, you know, I've clocked in um, and I'm just like, what do we need to do to get this child the service that they need so they can stop screaming all the damn time? And then also, I know that the character, of course, like we're seeing things with their perspective. So as the movie progresses and they deal with, you know, things get a little bit more agitating to them. We as the viewer are also experiencing this. So it's just like, "Mm." (laughs) okay. Um, The movie came, it it did what it came to do. It's very effective. if Its job was to evoke a lot of emotions and, you know, kind of get you to think about things and see things from different perspectives and, you know, have a different spin on stuff. And I see that I'm with it. Um, But goddamn, like the LaBoy. What's his name? Samuel. He needs some help. He needs some, he needs some assistance. Like he really, his mom really needs some help and assistance too. She needs, um, a lot of care, a lot of TLC. Um, and us as the viewers going on this journey with her and is the Babadook real? Is the Babadook not real? Like, is it really an entity? How much of this is an entity and how much of this is inside of her head and something that she's projecting? This movie's crazy.
0: Yeah, this movie is definitely wild to Not as a hell. 98, though. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think it's pretty good, though. I will say that I just don't think I'm a, this is not something I'm like, we will gonna reach for this and watch this all the time. This is not, it's not one of those. Um, because again, it provokes, no, emote, ah, emote, that's not the right word. It pulls the feelings of agitation out of me. I feel agitated. Um, and as someone who currently works with children, not small children anymore, but when I did, um, we had a few Samuels. Um, we had a few Samuels. They weren't like b- pulling out weaponry. Um, and that's mama's fault because I do have some parenting comments. And I know there's a lot of people, you don't have no kids. You can't say nothing. You don't know what it's like to be a mom. Let me tell you something. I get a hundred and something kids every year. I have experienced more a wide variety. I have not pushed a child out. I have not held a baby. I don't feel that bond. But when it comes to behavior and redirection, I have dealt with a lot of different behaviors of people who are not on the spectrum, on the spectrum with IEPs, 504, whatever you name it. Okay. I have experience. So just because I got no kid, don't mean that I don't know how to redirect no child. That is my job. I do it for a living. Okay. (laughs) That is what I do. So. There are situations where Amelia or Amalia, did they call her Malia or Amelia, whatever. She could have like done something else. I know she's tired though. Like she's single. She ain't got no help. It's just her. She's tired. She's still holding on to that grief. So she's going through a lot. Uh, but you know, even though you're grieving, you still got a family member, bro. <laughs> Someone, he's depending on you. And you know, maybe if she would have reached out for some help, later it would have worked out. But um, after the death of... Her husband, um, a mom, and her son—they're just going through, and a mysterious book shows up at their doorstep. That's all you need. So now we get into spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We're here, and wow, we—lots of screaming, lots of fingers, and lots of coats, idle coats and hats. <laughs> lots, of, also. Also, lots of this is really happening, is this not really happening? And y'all know I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I want, if something's happening, I want it to be happening. I don't like it to happen in the head. It makes me upset because you play on my emotions. I really feel like.
1: While I was watching this movie, I definitely think that the answer is all the above. Like, I know we get into it and we're tossing it and we meet um, Amelia and we kind of, you know, get to know her situation. She works at like, um, it was like a nursing home, you know, helping Mm -hmm. elderly women and, you know, just supporting them. And she has a son who um, seems to have some sort of behavioral situations going on. But also like, you know, he seems to display that he has some other needs as well. um, and you see her as a single mom dealing with this. And she's also dealing with her own grief because um the day that she had went into labor, she got into an accident and her partner was essentially decapitated um while en route to the hospital, which is a very <laughs> uh understatement, a very fucking traumatic situation. Uh, you're also pushing out a human. So and you just got into an accident.
0: Worst day of her life worst day of her life zero out of 10 would not recommend let me tell you something i totally understand okay i don't condone all of her behaviors but i understand bro like if i see somebody head fall off like straight up and i gotta have a baby and i gotta take care of that baby alone and pay rent in this economy oh yeah i would hate everything also I, i would but after we see that dream and we see the situation, we pretty much it's a dream she's having, we get the alarm and the kid is like, It's time to get up and shit. You know, you're fucking late, dude. And she is late. <laughs> so she gotta like take him to school, but also go to work. And at this point, I like I don't know if this is the first day, but at one of these days, she wake up late and she lies and says that, you know, my kid is sick and which starts a whole chain of events. <laughs>
1: Because, Mm -hmm. all
0: right, now I'm here for lying to your boss. I'm here for, (laughs) I'm sick. (laughs) I don't feel well. But they should have, but she probably needed the money. So she probably couldn't call all the way out. So she was like, oh, I'm going to be there dropping the kid off and pulling up. And her coworker, Robbie, he looked like he flirted with her a little bit. He do seem like he liked her because he do pull up on her later. But he's like... Oh, don't worry about it. I'll work it. I'll work the rest of your shift. Go home. You got a sick kid. He pull up with flowers. And you know, here what my mom would do if I was sick. And here go motherfucker Samuel open his big ass mouth like a child does. I'm not sick. What are you even talking about? I'm not even sick, dude. And she won't even let me have a dad and shit. I was like, whoa, whoa, you're dropping a lot of bombs <laughs> here on this dude you have never met. <laughs> because they're in the grocery store. He was like, Yep. Um, my that's how you find out about the whole you know the husband died, but you didn't know he died the day the kid was born because he's like yep uh, my dad died on the way to go to the hospital when I was coming my mommy was having me ta-da lady that I've never met and kids do that they really offer up information at any point yes. anyone who will listen like don't be coming over with a wig on your child be like my dad, my mom's wearing a wig um, you get like tell the kids to draw what your mom likes to do and it's pictures of your mama drinking wine and shit it's a whole but uh, ask As- As a teacher what kind of artwork comes in
1: ask the teacher what you, what kind of shit your children are saying anyways like I have children say to me you have fake nails I'm like yes yes I do they are very observant your hair is different one of your eyebrows is higher than the other I'm like what what <laughs> <laughs> I've heard somebody what a child say that to a teacher one time. I had to keep a straight face. I heard a child tell another child, they call him Mr. Potato Head, and I was screaming.
0: You I know was. what? But kids but kids do that shit, though. My niece be dragging me for filth, bitch. My niece was like, your hair fake, your eyelashes fake, your nails fake. I was like, hey, this is Christmas. <laughs> I was like, you had the Christmas dinner dragging me. Why are you dragging me like this? But, you know, kids are not thinking, they're not thinking that this is not, kind they're just pointing out obvious facts and i'm like i had blue fucking hair of course it was fake my nails was like at least two inches long as fuck oh, lashes out to here. okay this is these are obvious fakes i understand but ma'am coof you need to you need to learn how to when not to point stuff out but they don't do that at six seven eight you know they don't stop doing that shit I, honestly my middle school is be pointing shit out so i don't really know they'd be like mm, why you dress like that
1: can't stop won't stop
0: I had a, when we came back from virtual, one of my suits was like, You look better in person. You need to relax.
1: That's me to children all the time.
0: <coughs> I was under my mask, like, Bitch, what? <laughs>
1: what? I've seen someone go, Hmm, that's what you look like. I was like, Oh.
0: Okay. Okay. Like, I was like, Damn, y'all been talking about me the whole school year. Okay. Wow. Well,
1: damn. Whoa. Well, damn. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I just like I'm feeling with the children in real life, Samuel. Like, I as much I do understand the frustration behind his honesty, but also I love him for his honesty, just like I love children for their honesty. Like, it is what it is, they're just going to call it how it is, and we just have to, you know help direct him in the right direction. Um, But, you know, Sammy was trying to direct his mom in the right direction. And because, you know, he had a shaky rep going on, you know, everybody, he's bringing weaponry to school because the Baba Duke really got a hold of him. He's got this little boy shook to the core. His mom not believing him. She's not believing him until she reads the book and then gets upset by what she reads in the book, destroys the book. You know that motherfucker came back. And then when it came back, it had an extra
0: chapter starring her ass. I said, oh Lord, wait a minute. No, how you go, how you gonna get rid of the book and you come back, it's a new chapter in here. Hold on. And then it's not like the book was magically put together. No, it looked like someone personally had glued the motherfuckers back together. You could see the rips when she first ripped it. Now I do wanna take it back to that fucking weaponry. Hold on now. Why are you taking fucking catapults when they are right, this the, this time I noticed? When the kid came in and they were in the office, they were like, "Listen, the kid's eye is worse," and I was like, "Oh, he took someone's eye out like a fucking Christmas oh my night. god." Bro, because um, that's fucked. Your eyes are sensitive. What if he blinded a kid? Like, And they're like, we're going to have to give a monitor to your kid. And I get what she's saying. Like, he's You're going to make him feel like no one fucks with him. He's by himself. And I get it. But your kid is taking people's eyes out. You need to check his goddamn book bag. You're absolutely
1: correct. I think in that situation, too, especially when Amelia was getting visibly upset and verbally upset... When they kept referring to Samuel as the boy. And, you know, I do understand, like, one thing they talk to you about, like, when you're working with people, especially with working with children, and, you know, you don't want to, you want everyone to feel included. You want people to feel important. Um, So, referring to someone as the boy, let's belittle them. Like, this child has a name. Why can't you refer to him as his name? Like, we're talking about Samuel. We're referring about Samuel's well-being, not the boy. Like, it's just like, oh, just another thing that you're talking about. And I felt for her for two seconds. But also, like, I do understand. You know, when there's one child in your class that needs a little extra help, a little extra assistance, y'all need to be working together to get them that help. Because you do also have to think about the safety of the other kids in the class. He's taking their eyes out, bro. <laughs> like That's what I'm and saying. And they're not paying you enough. You're
0: getting paid in chicklets and straws. Send help. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he had just hit a kid, all right, like, w- w- let's talk about it. He is bringing, again, catapults and, like, projectile shit to school, and you don't know about it. He's getting the key going into the basement at all times of the night, building shit, and you have no idea about it. And I, I can understand, because she's probably really trying to sleep. She looks mm-hmm. so tired. And that one night, you do see her get sleep after she talks to the doctor and gives him, gets him on medication, which the doctor was like, most parents don't want. Them and I get it, you know, because you can't just give niggas sleeping pills. You can't. Now, is it harmful to him? No, but you also can't rely on sleep because they're not one not going to always work. Two, you don't want them to rely on medication to sleep if they don't have to. Three, it's it's the Boba Duck. Y'all keep ignoring the problem. She, he, and what's frustrating this time around? Because the first time I really hate the kid. The second time didn't hate the kid as much. This time I hated the kid the least. He still irritated the hell out of me. Very irritating. But also he's right, like, you are letting the Babadook in. I told you not to let it in. And people get really defensive or upset when kids are like, "You, I told you not to do, or you can't do this. Don't do this. Because they, they don't think it's supposed to be heard, not seen, not heard. So they're moving around. Like, as soon as kids say, you don't do this, or I'm going to do this, or a kid, you know, uses their agency to do some shit that you don't want them to do. Th- now we got b- even bigger problems. It's like, this bad, disobedient kid, he is afraid. He is fucking shook. They shook, look, they shook like the Babadook got a gun, baby. He is, he on top of the cabinets. They bring in the books. They are threatening the dog. Poor dog. Um, I just feel bad for everyone involved.
1: Like... The fact that this family, like, really needs help, and especially when they're really trying to play up, like, is it the Duck? Is it the mom? Is the mom the the Babadook the same person? Are they all entwined? And, you know, she's trying to, the kid is reaching out for help. He's calling family friends on the line, the mom coming for that ass. You know, she tries to connect, or, or even farther back than that, she's trying to connect with her sister Claire, but because Samuel pushed Claire's daughter out the, um, the treehouse, because, you know, and it wasn't like, it was not not okay at all but it wasn't unprovoked like she was saying some really mean shit and he was just like that's not true and pushed her so it just so happens she happened to fall out of the treehouse and broke her nose in multiple places um but because of that like this because of the situation going on with her son it pushed the little people that were in her Community. I'm going to say that loosely based. They pushed them farther, farther away. She didn't have no support. They were alienated. She already was feeling alone because she was grieving the death of her partner. And every time she sees her son, she thinks about, of course her dead partner. And they keep making this point about how um, Samuel never celebrates his birthday on his birthday. And I feel like that's for multiple reasons. Like they really, you know, you see that the mom is financially struggling. Um, There's characters in the story that like are really nasty and bring that up in conversation or kind of have make off-putting comments about how she ain't got no money or, you know, she can't afford this or, you know, the haves and the have-nots. But also the grief of like, you know, the day that your child was born, your partner died. So, you're probably so fucking depressed. You're like, girl, I don't wanna celebrate no birthday. But then you're like, oh, I got a child. And I can't just like not celebrate their birthday. That's shitty. They didn't ask for that. So, it's a real tough, t- tough place, man.
0: It is. And I've, again, it, it's complicated because. I definitely feel for her. But then when we get to the party and fuck Aunt Claire, Aunt Claire is a fucking bitch, but I understand that Aunt Claire is like kind of upset because it's been seven years. It has been seven years. Grief doesn't go away. Right. It doesn't because I know people died like 15 years ago and it's, it's still there. But the problem with Amelia is she's like, I don't talk about him. I don't, that's not how you deal with grief. You don't just shove it in a box and shove it under the bed and think that that's, It's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Because it's going to eat you, bitch. That's what's happening to your ass now. It's turned to a whole ass monster. It it became an author and an illustrator. It wrote its own motherfucking book because you won't deal with it, okay? you Look, how the fuck your grief getting published and shit? Your grief got a fucking book agent. You got to relax. Because you won't go to therapy. And I mean, the lady... Who was real nasty? Claire friend was like, "Well, we help women who, you know." And it was it did come off very off putting. But ma'am, seven years, you're not getting no additional. If you don't have a strong community, it's time to reach out a help a hand. Like if you can get to into a program that helps you, you need help. You want to pretend you can just do it on your own, and I know it's kind of because people be judging, and she can feel that she just wants to move on, and people don't understand that she's struggling, and she can do that because when they're at the party, she was like, "Oh, how is it? Where you just oh, you just don't." have time to work out. I wonder how that is, like, bitch. And I'm like, okay, you didn't have to be like that because, granted— They still have struggles just because they're not dealing with what you're dealing with, but also you are refusing to allow people to help you outside of your sister, who clearly made it. She made it very clear that she don't like your motherfucking son, and but your son did push your daughter. But your daughter Ruby was a little bitch, and she deserved to get pushed out that tree. I know it wasn't right, but I was not upset. You kept talking that cash shit. You, You look, you came to fuck around city, and you ended up at Found Out Station. You fuck around, she did, and you found the fuck out. That's what happened to you. And, I mean, everybody got to learn their lesson. Sometimes, you know, again, I talk about this. Sometimes you say certain, certain things, especially growing up or as a kid, and you get an immediate consequence because you've been playing your whole life and you play with somebody who's not playing with your ass back. And you get maybe get punched in the face. You might get shook a little bit. This time your nose got broke, baby. I'm sorry. You about to walk around looking like Owen Wilson. And that's where I got to stop you right there. You cutting the fuck up. Like, I... <laughs>
1: You got to get together. Um, I feel you. Like, I just, it's just, it's it's just all around bad. It's not looking good um, for everyone. Um, eventually, you know, Samuel and his mom, well, the Ducks are straight up. There's a few things going on. The Duck writes in this story that the mom is just eventually going to lose it. She's going to kill the dog. She's going to strangle the dog. So trigger warning for that, y'all, animal death. She's going to murder her son with a knife and then trigger Warner for suicide, she's going to turn and hurt herself. Um, And so that's what the Babadook predicts. And she starts to go on this thing, like she take the dog out and I'm like, oh shit, she's really like, this is what she's doing. Um, And because she's sleep deprived, she's snapping in and out of it. You're not really sure at this point in the movie, is it her, is it her influence from the Babadook? What actually is the Babadook? Um, she j- comes out of it, she about to stab her son up on the couch. So it's just a whole kind Kind of thing. Um, they get to the point at the end of the movie where they kind of like, you know, power of love and pushing through, and they come together and they kind of. Get rid of the Babadook, but you can't get rid of the Babadook. He actually now just lives in their basement, and they get worms and they feed it to him. Um, and I'm like, damn, y'all real involved with this thing. And i have really just been sitting here on my hands, like, okay, so what's this larger thing? Like, I know, like, you, d- depression never really like kind of goes away; it's at bay. So maybe that's a part of it as well. Like, the grief never really goes away. You just kind of learn to deal with it. Um, also, this demon probably is just never going away. This book seems like it's on some sinister shit. It always just comes and finds you and loops at the next house. Um, so let's just throw it in the basement and throw a latch on it and maybe, you know, when the services come, because they came to, you know, help the mom out because a little boy got to get out of school, y'all. Um, maybe, you know, she's going to move forward and show that she's really trying to do what she can to get herself together and get her son together. I mean, She lot. is.
0: Yeah, and then the son even makes comments like he's trying to do this with her. Like, you know, at first it was loud and screaming and making all this noise because apparently some time has passed when she goes down to feed it with the worms. And she, she, Sam was like, well, how is it? He was like, well, it was quiet today. So it gets better over time. So that's why I'm like, okay, this is also... Because a lot of people were like, heard the ending. And they were like, what the fuck, bro? That's stupid. Because, <laughs> I mean, logically, it's kind of like, so you're keeping the monster in your bed. Ba- why, right. why would you do that, girl? That's it's stupid. No, they did she. Metaphor. I get it you know because gr- again grief is with you you have to deal with it and some days are better than others some days it gets bad and you kind of deal with it and it gets better later um, but you can't just be like pretend that it doesn't happen or don't talk about the people that you grieve they, they, they're they not imaginary motherfuckers no more that, that's not how that works um, so each day you just got to kind of deal with it as a go acknowledge it so I feel like her going down to the basement is acknowledgement hello I'm giving you these worms I'm dealing with you so whether that be maybe You know, you look at a picture and you think about it or you reflect or you celebrate their actual birthday or something like that. I feel like that's what feeding the worms might be like remembrance, kind of. You're dealing with it and time goes, it doesn't get as hard. That's why I'm like, okay, it was screaming at first and now it's not screaming and shit, granted. So I'm like, okay, that's why I'm like a higher score because I'm like, I see what you did there, girl. But I'm not about to keep watching this because girl, depression, what is this? Also, again... Samuel is screaming the fuck out. Like, it's a lot. The sounds are a lot. And then certain scenes, one thing that fucks me up, y'all know things going inside your ear fuck me up. Also, glass and food ingesting glass of any kind. That fucks me up. Now, they do not actually eat the glass. Mama's eating. She's like, ooh, there's glass in here. Don't eat this. I'm going to cook you something else. But I'm like, the, and then the kid's like, the baba Duck did it. And she's like, there's no fucking Babadook. Every time the kid say there's a baba duck, she she's like, there's no fucking Babadook. Bitch, you seen him? in the rip, You got them in an accident. He had a whole seizure in the back of the car. You seen a motherfucker in the car. It was roaches in your lap, mama. You want to pretend that nothing's happening. It's happening.
1: The roaches. The roaches. It was just... The, the roaches that you. were actually there, the roaches that weren't actually there. I don't mm-mm, mm-hmm. Take me to the king, girl. That's what it was about to go. Like it was, it was so much from that to Mrs. Roach. I do like that, despite all of everything that was going on. Mrs. Roach, the, the nice, you know, old, old lady who lived next door, was really just like, you know, Amelia. I know you have a lot going on, and I know you don't want to talk about Oscar, his death, and it just really makes you upset. But I do want you to know that I'm here to support you and I'm here to support Samuel and I love y'all and I care about y'all. And that was just so nice because she does not have a community. Her own blood sister say bitch fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck Don't your son. Me. Don't call fuck me you, no more. Don't text me no more.
0: Fuck everybody who love you too, bitch. I'm like, damn, that y'all got the same parents, bro. That's wild as hell. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Um, I'm all alone out here. But but also that's why village and tribe is important. Even if you don't have children, having not someone to reach out to when you're feeling low and you need your cup filled. Like everybody need their cup filled sometimes. So, you know you you can't really pull onto your job nothing else if you're empty so sometimes you need tribe to come you know lift you up but when you're by yourself there's nobody lift you up and then you have to take care of a kid and it's not a kid's job to really be lifting people up although sam no. was doing some heavy lifting okay he was doing his best okay he was a he was trying to make sure he was like he tied her ass up but what movie is that where they tied him up it's like it's giants and then it's the little people they like like they're tiny very tiny people I, what, it's I forget kind of what fantasy. that movie is,
1: but it's off. It's based off an old story. It'll come to me, but it's it's a based off of a folklore like tale kind of story
0: okay well either way he got her ass tied down because the baba the whatever the metaphor the grief has pretty much possessed her and that's why she's acting the way she's acting and you can use that for a lot of negative emotions like anger or anything like that where it takes control of you and you don't behave the way that you truly feel because she starts snapping and like he gets close and she starts choking his ass like she is choking her son about to kill him and instead of fighting back he just literally caresses her face and it brings out the mother like in her, she just lets him go. She's like, oh no, no, not my kid. And then eventually she throws the shit up like, bitch, leave me, get the fuck out of here. It's me and my son. You don't pay no rent grief, bitch. You got to get the fuck out. And then they fight, Girl. you know. And then the grief is real petty because it's why the grief dressed up like her husband, although the grief is her husband. So it makes sense. I was just like, you know what? I'm tired
1: between that and just, you know, I love how they switch back and forth. Like, you be upset with Samuel, you be feeling for Samuel. Like, Samuel was even telling his mom, like, mom, I know you gave me this medicine, but, you know, I'm hungry, like, you told me to eat it with something, and I realized, like, at that point in the movie, I have not seen her try to feed, like, because they show her feeding the kid, and then after a while, you don't see her feeding him, and you're probably not thinking about it, like, oh, maybe the movie just transitioned, until Samuel walks into the room and is like, Mom, I'm hungry, like, there's nothing here to eat, the refrigerator's empty, I'm trying to feed myself, and then she gives him ice cream, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Like I'm just like, no, you need some, we gotta get you some help, baby, because you can't be giving this little baby some medicine, and and give him a bowl of ice cream and marshmallows on top make it make sense he about to throw up
0: uh. <laughs>
1: Do you about to throw up? You uh, you about to go to prison? CPS coming back. They already know that your baby is not in school. Like they have questions. But I love that she was able to turn it around. Especially after the job looked like they was about to fire her ass because you know she start pretending she's sick and the job is just like, well, girl, I don't know. And she's like, well, you about to give all my shifts away? Well, that's the last thing I need. Bitch, you're not showing up to work. Like I know that you want the job to be empathetic to what you have going on. We all want the job to be empathetic to what have going on. But also, it's a capitalistic society. The, the job is saying, fuck you, bitch. You're not coming. We need somebody else to fill your shift because the wheel has to keep turning, even though you are staying home.
0: Yes. they they Listen, if you die on a job, you know they about to replace you immediately. Listen, there's going to be a little post as soon as they get the call. Well, we got to fill your position up because it's a business they have to keep running. But also yep. they don't give a damn. They're just, they're cold. All right. They're going to replace you. And they even though they know what's going on. And also your little friend, Robbie, probably not fucking with you no more because you lied to him and he covered Joe shift. He's, he, She's like, hmm, I probably don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me leave her alone. Yeah, they were not, they weren't fucking with her. Also, I feel like this one had a lot of effective scares where she was watching that old timey TV and all the Babadook was just pol- pulling up in the background. That was creepy as hell. The Babadook showing up was creepy as hell. The coats, the shoes, like still the shadow, the use of shadow. Shadow and sound really was It was here in this movie, although everything was fucking dreadful. Um, (laughs) It was was a lot. Uh, Also, I enjoyed it. Now, this is one of the films that people talk about when they talk about this. It follows a lot of a few other films where they talk about the art house and elevated Mm -hmm. horror. And granted, we don't really do... It's not elevated. It's horror. Horror movies have always been, you know, good. They've always been well-crafted. You know, there's just some that are good and some that are not. And people like to focus on the ones that are not (laughs) and focus on tits and blood versus, you know, the movies that have existed throughout time. So as far as movies that, you know, always have like some kind of metaphor meaning, how do you feel about those kinds of movies as a whole? Like, do you rock with them or would you rather not? I mean, it's a toss up for me.
1: Um, It's always just kind of like the mood that I'm in. Um, I don't know, like, when I think it makes me think about this movie, and I'm like, I don't know why I don't, like, it wasn't a bad film. I'm just also like, okay, alright, okay. Um, But just in general, like, it's just a toss-up. All kinds, I'm, you know, I'll sit and watch anything, or almost anything. It just has to be dependent on what kind of mood I'm into for that day. Um, Sometimes I'm in for the shit that's sad, but also like, you know, I go in the shit blind, so I don't really even know what's happening until it actually happens. Um, That's the same with this movie. I didn't know what happened in this movie until it was actually happening um
0: so yeah what about you um i usually hate metaphor uh, metaphorized movies because a lot of times it relies on like the artsy side and images and imagery and i like imagery i do but i can't a movie that focuses on imagery and not much else i i can't do those this because it had decent writing um and it had it had good scares i feel like if i would have saw this in theaters this would have fucked me up. Not going to hold you.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is also one of those metaphorical movies that don't like, I am a metaphor for something else. You have to think through it. Like, I didn't feel like that. Even if I didn't get to that point or whatever, I would, you could still be like, oh, this is just a, you know, a, a movie where the Baba about to whoop their ass. He popped out this book. Like, it's not something where I feel like I have to, you know, study 50 textbooks to figure out what the hell is going on in the story. And I, that's what shies me away from metaphorical movies.
0: Yeah, and I also feel like if you watched it without any metaphor or thought, it could just be a monster until like the very end. And that's why if you weren't thinking about it, the end might be a little confusing. But other than that, you know, most of the movie is there is a monster and it kind of plays out like a haunting slash possession kind of movie. Anyway, also the use of a pop-up book for a scare fucked me up. I had never seen that before. That was, I, I like children things that they turn. And although music boxes are a little cliche, um, I still enjoy a good music box. I enjoy like a child's toy, Jack in the Box, not the movie, that movie sucked, but an actual Jack in the Box <laughs> or like, you know, child children's toys, children's things. And a pop-up book to me is a child's thing. Like, because mostly children read pop-up books, although they're fun for everybody because I will read a pop-up book at my big age. I sure the fuck will. Um, I also just enjoy children's books. Sometimes they're fun. They're fun to read and they have cool pictures. But I think that was really creative. Um, she tried to burn that book and it shit still didn't work, bruh. I I'm yelling.
1: That shit was like, No bitch, you you are caught up like Usher. Oh, this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I figured that's what's going on. Kinda- I'm not even gonna hold you caught up. I'm not going to hold you. When I saw, when she cracked that book open and they had pulled that fucking scotch tape out to put them pages back together like a damn librarian, I was sick. Um, <laughs> that person was like, oh, you, you thought ripping up these papers. going to do something for me? Guess what, bitch? I like puzzles. And then starts taping it all back together. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is the kind of shit you got your hands with. Like, Amelia, you need to go ahead and phone a friend because
0: this is just, this is, it's not safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. Thing. And they safe. Mm-mm. Also, you need to have some. You need to get Miss Roach to watch her kid, you know, for story time while you use your vibrator. Because I oh really my God. understood when Sis was having trying to have a good time, and I get it. She probably ain't had sex with nobody in seven years. It doesn't seem like she's had time to date, and that is quite some time to go without some sex. And you know, she's trying to get a little relief. She trying to get, you know, she's trying to play with her figgy a little bit, and she can't because the son is like, it's a monster in here, bro. Right? And it felt like they caught her like she was into it too. And as soon as she got into it the kid was like i'm in here now and then you have to pretty much do whatever it's like when you real sleep real good and the kid show up like i feel like i gotta throw up what i am in the bed come fuck now you gotta deal with it because that's just what you have to do she needs to again resources send the baby to miss roach miss roach says she love y'all from now on on thursdays at 4 30 story time in miss roach house girl,
1: even down to the middle school things, lock the door. Lock the door. Listen, Because he came in right, I feel like she was at her peak, and he karate flipped into that room, and I was like, I knew this was gonna happen. I just, you know, I mean, I'm so glad that the way the movie ended up, I think this is one of those movies that I actually did not mind that the ending was a relatively, like, positive ending, because I really just wanted Amelia and Samuel to have some relief. Like, you know, Sammy was kicking the fuck out that seat everywhere they went, all day, every day, and you could just see that she was on the mental decline. In the beginning, she was positive and really cranking up the positive parenting. And in the end, she was like, girl, I'm about to hurl myself into the street, please. So my girl Amelia got a break. Samuel's getting some TLC. Fuck her sister, Claire. Fuck Ruby. Miss Roach is always there for her. And that's that's just my thoughts on this movie. Like, the Babadook is in the basement still whooping her ass. But, you know, we love growth. She's able to go downstairs and actually be with the things, be with the belongings, and not just keep them locked away. Um in a box, in a scary, sad box. So I love that for them. We love the growth. This may not be my favorite movie. I may not align with the 98%. I can see why people go really up for it. But, and also this movie had a $2 million budget. That's not a lot of money in movie monies. Right. That's not a lot of money in movie monies for people who haven't budgets. We've seen some some shibuku budgets out here. Um, But I definitely feel like this is a solid seven. You can maybe even make it a 7.5 when you start thinking about the positivity growth. But I'm not really pressed to see this movie again but i did not dislike it to the point that i hated it i'm just like okay
0: okay that two million dollar budget is news to me baby because i didn't i never looked at the budget um it doesn't look like a two million dollar movie it looks like again i love to bring up john carpenter's vampires because 40 million dollars and that movie looks like it was worth five bucks. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe more than five bucks, but the, the weapons Ma'am. had the orange pieces on them. They were plastic. Just pretend you, you ain't or- see that. No, no. They Just killed them zombies. Mind. They killed them zombies on that stupid ass fucking weapon where you dragged them into the sun. They killed nine zombies like that. It was really like, ooh, it was a lot. Um, So $2 million and you did this? All right. And it was a pretty small cast overall, because mainly it's um, Amelia and Samuel. Um, you see Claire, you see Ruby, you see Miss Roach, and you see a little bit of Robbie with her coworker. that's it, and then the Babadook. Those are most of the people you see 90% of the time outside of the birthday party where they got little extras, you know, here and there, doing whatever. Um, I like this movie. I Again, I think, I think the 7.5, even the 8 could stand. 9, I don't know if I'm going to take it to the 9 that far. I ain't going to take it that far. But a 9... I mean, an eight, not nine, nine. Eight, I could see, but again, it's not rewatchability. This is not going on my list of m- movies I'm gonna reach for because it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good or warm. It's not like a warm blanket. It's like, okay, let's talk about grief. Let's have a discussion about this movie. Um, and that's kind of, kind of what it gives. But it's, a, I mean, I think it's worth a watch at least once. And if you don't like it, I, I mean, I understand. But some of the things it does is masterful, and I will give Jennifer Kent that because she came out swinging for two million. Swinging, yep, she did that. We can give Miss Mama some flowers. Okay, yes, we can, we can we can. Um, but yeah, this was the Babadook you can rent it if you choose if it happens to stream again I think you should watch that Jank and if you want to chat with us tell us how you feel about the Babadook you can pull up on us at girl that's scary on the IG and the Twitter you can pull up on us at grltspod at gmail.com if you know you want to send a professional email with your suit jacket on and your top hat or you can pull up to our website at www.girlthatscary.com we also have a Patreon so it has you can vote so every month um, this was actually our Patreon pick so so if you would like to participate in those polls, you could join any tier. Um, we have bonus content, free content, video content, interviews, all kinds of pictures, all kinds of fun stuff that's on the um, Patreon. You can join that, pull up to that and also rate five stars for five star chicks. You know, they don't cost nothing to log into the Apple machine and be like, ooh, five stars. It really helps us out. People find us that way. Um, that's on Spotify now, too. So you can rate us on Spotify or iTunes. So, you know, pull up, holla at some players. Um, Until next time, y'all. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.